Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face It, episode number 90. <clears throat> Tonight, we're going to be talking about what is going to be happening at Worlds, how you can prepare, what lists you possibly might see, and all the other fun stuff that goes into Worlds prep. As well as that, we're going to be talking a little bit about NCX League, and we're going to quickly cover Kyber Cup the last two teams and their results. Now, officially, Kyber Cup is not over. There is still two or um, sorry, one more week where the finals are going to go. But I thought it would be fun to cover some of the lists because they will kind of lead into our world's conversation. We will probably not get to the discussion tonight on list archetypes, <laughs> even though I promised we would last week. We're going to probably forgo those and cover world's coverage in tandem. With that being said, let's bring in Alex and JJ for tonight. How are you doing, guys? I'm doing well. How are you? Everything good? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well myself. I unfortunately got redeployed again to, to South Carolina for work, so I'm here again uh, just uh, staying overnight so that way I can take care of some stuff for work. Uh, but I had a great, uh, great week uh, yesterday. I had the pleasure of being uh, part of a uh, of a warm up tournament uh, over here in Durham uh, with the Carolina Crates, and uh, had a lot of fun playing there. And uh, came in second place, so I was uh, pretty happy with my my performance. Well, cool. Yeah, this weekend I saw Flogging Molly, Skinny Lister, and Anti Flag. And the best part about that is any of those. Any of the drinking bros that showed up for that show, when Anti-Flag comes on, they go, let's put politics aside a little bit here, but we can all agree that politicians are trash and we should get rid of them. <laughs> and it was hilarious because, you know, like if you know anything about, um, you know, punk music, right? You know, punk music has always been mostly geared towards anti-establishment and anti-government effects. And... <laughs> It's so you know when you're going into this crowd, you know what you're gonna see. And flogging Molly, just like the Dropkick Murphys, have always been very pro-union. They've always been very um, left-leaning. But it's hilarious to hear people like in the crowd booing, and he's just like, like I think you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong place because like there's some people that were standing behind me booing. I turn around and look at them. I was like, hey, just so you know, you're in the minority here. I just want to make sure you understand. There's a lot of people drinking, and you are in the minority and will not make it out of this un unscathed. <laughs> and they, 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 they chided me a little bit and then just kind of like moved on. But um, anyway, so that was my fun experience. It was the first Floggy Molly concert I've ever seen sober um, <laughs> because <laughs> alcohol at these arenas now cost um, like 13 to $20 a drink. And it's just like, pfft, like forget it, you know? Like, I don't, I don't need to drink that badly. Um, so, but it was, it was a fun overall experience. I tried to give Alex a free ticket. He still didn't want to go because couldn't believe it. You know, it's kind of hard to drive two and a half hours, you know, just off of a whim, cancel all my plans. It is. Even it if is. they are one of my favorite bands. There you go. But anyway, 
So that was my weekend. Um, a little update for the show. Uh, next week, we will not be broadcasting Sunday, but we will probably be broadcasting Monday or Tuesday. Um, uh, just as an FYI, uh, as of now, we're tentatively putting it on Monday, but depending on JJ's travel schedule, we may have to move it to Tuesday. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of confirm that in our Discord later this week. I've also taken um a book out page out of greg's book and i think we're going to put a schedule in there for people to see and i just have to remember to maintain it um with nickel city games it seems unfair for us to pick a game up and then not post about it um so as of right now i am streaming game at least one game on friday and hopefully two games friday for nickel city league so Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to be streaming a lot more games for uh, Nickel City. Uh, last week, we had a, a great game that we streamed. And uh, and just an update, uh, Team Endgame did win their first week. Uh, so congratulations to all my teammates, uh, Tanner Preston included, for getting that first win. This next week, we're going to face off against the Mega Milk Union, and it's going to be a good matchup. They have a lot of great players, but so do we. So uh, I'm excited to see how we do next week. I need a new list. That's all I could say. I would like a new list. My list fell apart in the last two rounds. I was we were tied like seven to six basically going into round five or six. And then Kanan dies. So that's four points. And then Dirge literally probably threw no more than one hit or one eyeball every ion cannon. Like they just like blink 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 blink. Blink 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 blink. Just I don't know. Like I couldn't ionize anybody, which uh, dread. I played dread champ this week and his list relies on locks hundred percent. Um, So even when dirge got to shoot first to try to ionize Garvin, it didn't matter. It was just like Garvin's like, eh, don't worry about it. I'll take a damage here. I'll take a damage there. Um, Stuff like that. But, uh, no, I did not fly Star Vipers, um, Deslin. And and I'll be honest with you, I will I, I will play the league, but in fairness, ninety percent of my practice games are gonna are going into worlds right now. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. That's if I didn't have money involved in worlds, it would be a little bit different. But because I have money on the line in worlds, I'd prefer to ensure that my CIS list can uh, take it, but I will probably be switching back to uh, fire sprays and, or, or some sort of a rook character or something like that. So, but let's look at the results. Why don't we do that first? Um, so here's all of the teams and all the standings essentially um, for it. So you can kind of see all the individual wins, losses, see which teams uh, came out. Team Havoc, interestingly enough, lost their first game this week. Ali was it was was the uh, the, the fifth game, and Ali lost. Surprisingly, I was very surprised, but Teddy was able to pull that win out and put Magic over the top. So, yay for that! That's a terrifying um, team, Havoc. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, the Chris's. Yes. Yeah. Christ. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously our team won our match against the Punishers. Um, then it looks like Mega Milk Union came out 
uh, as the win with Deslin, the only win for NJO. A lot of close games, it looks like, in their very high-scoring games. Um, and then Tinder Cots lost by one point. One point. It was the last round, and Matt Carey just couldn't squeak it out over Levi. So, um, yeah, really surprised on that loss there. That was uh, that was crazy. Yeah. So their games all came down to the last one, um, and Fox had a commanding lead with four to one, and then Team V also four to one against CFIS. Way to go, Mark Robert, for losing there. Twelve to twenty <laughs> on salvage. Way to go. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not calling anyone out, except for uh, Mark Robert. You could call Mark out. That's okay. <laughs> I don't actually. I don't even know what faction Mark's playing. Yeah, I don't know either. I didn't get in a discussion about it with him. But so that's kind of where the NCX leagues. Uh, we are facing off, like JJ said, against Mega Milk Union. Um, my game is going to be this weekend. Shit, I hope we're not streaming over top of when I'm supposed to play my game. <laughs> I should probably double check that. Yeah, definitely. I can't remember what I told Kess we'd play. Kess and I are playing this weekend, I think. Saturday. We're playing Saturday. So <clears throat> so once we get a, a time in place, maybe we'll post it and somebody can pick our game up. So I have nothing going this weekend except for the the uh, the concert. On Sunday, so. All right, so that's what it is. If if you don't know what Nickel City League is, you should definitely check it out. I think we've talked enough about it on this show for you to know what it is, but you never know, I guess. So, why don't we move on to our? We'll go a little bit into our discussion on, um, Kyber Cup. And what I wanted to do is we're, we're really only going to look at the top four teams. And I want to preface this and say, to some extent, these lists have been tailored. A, they're, old, they're you know, eight weeks old. Um, B, they're also very tailored to a team type environment where you get to pick and choose your list. And uh, so I want to caution us. But I think the base archetype that we're seeing here outside of Ali's list <laughs> is something that is very common. Um, and I do think that it is something that is worthwhile, you know, kind of looking into, um, so essentially the top four teams was the Tonk cast 186, which is, I'm assuming, uh, 186 squadron, um, Ali's team, uh, people's front of Jetta, Hexile gaming and sexy gonk droids. Hell yeah. So there is that sexy gaunt droids. Uh, I don't know who won the best name for the for the the season. I, I oh my gosh, I think uh, I have to look it up. But there I was about to say, I think it was like yeah. the Jawa something, right? Wasn't that? Was it the Jawa one? Yeah, I don't something remember like the that. name. But I thought it was hilarious to <laughs> sexy gaunt droids. Um, so I figure what we'll do is the top two teams, again, are still um, playing. They have not officially um, finished up the season, so they are still playing this week. So next week, we'll give an update on which one won um, versus the other one. But I figured it'd be fun to kind of break a little bit of the list down to begin with. So 
To begin with, we're going to be talk, talking about TonkCast 186. And Alex, you can have first pick on which list you want to go over. Oh, I'm going to talk about Ollie's because that's interesting to me. Um, he has a crazy list that you, you wouldn't typically see. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe people bring it. It's uh, Flight Leader Ruble with uh, Ruthless, Sync Laser Cannons, and Hot Shot Gunner. And that is because two other ships here in this list shoot before him, and the other one probably doesn't shoot at all. So you don't need Tiber Saxon. He also has Soontir Fell with Predator Crack Shot and Shield Upgrade. Boy Vader, and uh, good luck trying to kill this piece. Moff Gideon with Cloaking Device, Overtune Modulators, and Elusive. <laughs> and also of note, he played in the Sith Takers League with almost the exact same list, except for he swapped out Ubel for um, Vermeil, which is real interesting for, for his Vermeil. He had Ion Limiter, Override, Seventh Sister, Captain Harkin, Targeting Computer. And that just hits real hard, so it's all offense. I like the list. I would never fly it. I wouldn't be good enough to fly it, but I like it. Yeah, this is not a, a Tanner list here. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's just because... So uh, how do you fly? Do you just put Moth and, and Ubel together, or do you put Ubel and Vader together? Um, I have no idea. Because yeah, if you think, think of, Ubel gets think burned you, down. Yeah, I, I would definitely put Vader and Ubel together because you want students here to be that flanker there. Um, Ubel wants to take those shots at range with Sync Laser um, because that targeting assist gives him two calculates so he can easily take a lock and then take the two calculates to help um, get those range bonuses. And that works most effective when you can draw your attackers away from Ubel by giving them uh, a, a, a some bait with, uh, with Soon TRFL. Um, so I would definitely pair uh, Ubel and Vader together to kind of discourage and then Gideon to go in and um, be the objective monkey <laughs> and, uh, and give out some, um, some strains when needed. Yeah, I wonder how many times he like Moff Gideon to Suntir Fell because Suntir Fell wasn't getting shot. And remember, Moff Gideon also has two charges, and yep. if you shoot at Ubel, he can shoot you twice, and that's very devastating. So, yeah, question for you guys: You think would you classify this as an ace list? Uh, in, yeah, it's closer no. to an ace list than other archetypes that we have talked about. Yeah, I, I think I would classify as ace just because Vader and Suntir alone, you know. But it's not like a traditional kind of super flanky ace yeah. list. It just has Suntir doing a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. All right. JJ, which one do you want to cover next? Uh, of course, I'm going to cover Caterby's. Uh, he's running Scum here, Double Fire Spray with Kanan, an archetype that I flew for quite some time. Uh, he's got Eamon Azamon here with Savage Press, Proton Bombs, Marauder Title, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Boba Fett with Fearless, Proton Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Slave One Title, Ahsoka Tano uh, Crew, and Veteran Tail Gunner, and then Kanan Jarrus with Maul, classic build there. Uh, you got two fire sprays with force, um, and also uh, with proton bombs to discourage chasing. Uh, they are very, very tough to take down, especially with Kanan Jarrus. Uh, no surprise there that this is doing very well. This is a very, very good list. 
So is there a reason you put Ahsoka on Boba versus Savage? Is it just so that you could get that pro the proton bombs on there? It's uh, it's the points, right? Because Savage Press um, is uh, the one more points, and that you would have to make a decision between Contraband or Fearless on Boba. Um, so I think you just do that just to get a little more uh, a little more items or upgrades on Boba versus having Savage. Gotcha. And then the other question is, is there a reason to use Iman over, like, Kath or somebody else? Um, I People mean, are really before. bad against bombs. Yeah, yeah. People are really, and, really bad against bombs. Yeah, Marauder uh, combined with uh, Iman's ability to just, like, launch stuff out the back at a, at a range, and if you can make him chase you, uh, Iman can be very, very good at uh, Initiative 4. So. Makes sense. And then the last list for their team is from Dom, and Dom is running. I guess I can make that a little bit bigger. I can't tell if that's big enough or not. Um, Dom is running a CIS list uh, that's similar art type as we've seen before with Django, Dirge, Grievous, and 404. Grievous is standard loadout Grievous. Dirge is Proton Bombs, Proton Cannon, and the title and Elusive. And then we have... Django with Savage, Proton Bombs, Contraband, FTC, a Blade of Plating, so you can drop two Proton Bombs in a row, and VTG and Slave One. Um, and I do wonder, so, so the real question is, and there's been always this debate, do you run Notorious, right? Is Notorious better than everything else? Um, because in this build, you could drop a, beta, a Blade of Plating and Proton Bombs down to Seismics, and then have Notorious. <clears throat> but because you have less ships shooting, is it better just to leave Django in the mix, get the double taps as he can, drop the bombs as he as they want to, and then Django doesn't have to worry about taking bombs from his own self? Because you yeah, just one straight and bump and leave a bomb and everybody takes a crit, and twice you could do that. Yeah, I think for here, you know, it, it looks like he's making a priority to make sure that those bombs uh, go off there. Um, and being at I-6, especially with a medium base, if you're in this towards the center of the of the board where there's a good concentration of ships and, and obstacles, um, there's a good chance that if you drop your proton bomb and your, uh, your opponent, uh, like, adjusts to trying to make you to block you, um, to keep you there, to make you suffer your own effect, um, a bladed plating at least helps you um, avoid that or uh, go over an obstacle and, and avoid damage from that obstacle as well. Um, That's so true. A, a little bit of a get out of jail free card for for Django Fett for that at least. I mean, think about it. It's almost like two dual contraband if you could just go through that obstacle. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. it's an interesting take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, it's a stupid gas clouds. <laughs> <laughs> stupid gas clouds, that's true. Sometimes I don't want to be locked, you know. Just run through a gas cloud, it'll be fine. Uh, I tried to do that today with Kanan, and be, <laughs> I missed the gas cloud <laughs> by this much. It's horrible. Because I always forget that even though your base crosses, if the straight line doesn't cross, it doesn't matter. And so I just three-straighted, and I was like, oh, I didn't... And it touched the gas cloud. Oh, which is all I wanted to do. I should have just two banked that way is what I should have done. Because then it would have broken all the locks and then forced everybody to yeah. take more locks. So, 
<coughs> excuse me. The second team in the top at Kyber is the People's Front of Jeddah. I actually kind of like that name. PFJ. PFJ. It's almost like a PDF, but, you know. PFJ sounds like a military group. I was yeah, going to go to the Chinese restaurant, but yeah. Oh, PF Chang's. Yeah. PFJ's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I can see it. I can see it. Um, all right. Alex, you're up again. Which list do you want to cover? Ooh, I'll take this Republic list over here. It's definitely not something we've seen before. It's really cool. Uh, the first thing you have is 7B Anakin, but without maneuver. And R7A7, that's the crit droid. That is a very aggressive Anakin. Very good at flanking. Uh, up next, we have uh, Obi-Wan with a Predator and Shield Upgrade. I still maintain that R2-D2 is better than Shield Upgrade, but I understand it's really hard to get one shot when you have five health. <laughs> and then Adi Gallia with CLT, Chopper, Brilliant Evasion, and Predator. That you don't see too frequently, and it's another I-5 Jedi with two Force and Chopper, and Chopper's real dirty. And then Click with dedicated R3 and Seismics. I'm sure at this, uh, you would target lock Adigalia and Obi-Wan, and hopefully try to flank with Anakin. If not, you might, huh? Maybe you do take the lock on Anakin. Like Audi, and that way, just in case Anakin gets like trapped or something, you can. I think you're right. I think you. I think you put it on Obi and Audi because if everybody's gonna put their effort into Anakin to keep the outmaneuver from happening, then all Click's doing is is being a little bit more aggressive next turn and locking Anakin. Right? You know, um, I, I and I don't think Anakin's getting held to the task as easily as people think that Anakin likes to live. And with that, you know, outmaneuver, obviously it's, it's like a I six grievous to me is what that feels like. Um, yeah. And the other part too, that most people don't think about click is that click can be used offensively. So if you're shooting at a ship at range three, you can use click and negate that range bonus um, for that one as well. So you can turn off that extra dice so that works really well, specifically for Adi or Obi-Wan, if they're able to line up that bullseye at range three. Um, kind of hard on a, on, against a small base, but more more likely to happen on a larger maybe base. It's really funny, like, with Adi Galia, because you just deny him the range three bonus, and then you spend a force and get the extra attack die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dirty. Is Adi... Um... Oh, sorry. They know it's the opposite of that. Is Adi uh, I-4 or I-5? I-5. I-5. Yep. One of these ships is going to be flanking, and it's terrible if it's Adi because there's Chopper on there. So if she's close... I've done so many terrible, terrible things with Chopper. It's real fun. And if you get in a tight situation, you can just run into people now, and you don't have to like jam yourself. So if it gets real dicey, you can just... And they might be here. I'm going to smash right into them. Who cares about Chopper right now? I'll still get a focus mod. Yeah, I like it. I like seeing Gotti on the table. Um, I think, I think, especially if we get a little bit of a change in Republic coming up here um, after Worlds, I think 
Adi is going to be a go-to um, for five points. It's it it's not the four point you know may or a, excuse me, um, Lumi that we get, but it, it it does offer a big replacement, I think, um, you know, and gives competition now to Obi, and it's got twelve points, so you can run out maneuver if you really want to. There is that option. But look at this ace list that's coming into play here, right? Yeah. Six, yeah, five, five, and a four. Yep. Oh. All with double reposition. Well, not mm -hmm. click, but he doesn't need the reposition. Click's just the support piece. That's all it is. If you if you want to kill click, it's three points. Have, have at it. Kill click before he just starts killing you with bombs. Can you imagine if, if you, you could swap out that dedicated if you really wanted to and have proton bombs on click and it would be even more oh, dirty. Oh, no, keep that dedicated. Ah, uh, oh, that thing's so useful. Yeah. All right. JJ, which list do you want? Uh, so I'm going to go with the list that uh, that KTC has here, uh, or rather BSM86. Uh, so this is a list very similar to what I ran here for week one here. So we got uh, Empire list with Battle Yavin Vader and Maul and Mythil uh, with Backstabber, uh, also the ba uh, Battle Yavin version, uh, Ivan Versio uh, with Elusive and Ion Cannon, and then Vizier with Emperor Palpatine to round off that list. Uh, you got a lot of utility with Mauler and Backstabber just being able to run off on their own and provide that extra support. Uh, Vader is a little more free to go in and um, be that I-6 hammer uh, wherever he needs to go. And then you've got Aiden and Vizier uh, providing support. Aiden um, can fly with the TIE Fighters if they want to, but honestly, Aiden is actually a really great objective grabber. Um, whether you're playing for Salvage or uh, Scramble, um, if you decide to waste shots into Aiden, you have to get out of jail free card and having a Beethoven elusive makes it really hard to bring her down. Um, so you're wasting shots on a three-point ship where the rest of the list can come in and haunt you. And then you have Vizier that's Palpatine to have that force as that extra uh, modification there. Um, personally, for me, I like Vizier better with Seven Sister and Captain Hark. Um, I feel there's a lot more utility there, but having that passive mod for the rest of your list uh, is cannot be understated how good that is to have on the list there. So it's really good. Yeah, I would agree with you in that. I I like Seven Sister, um, better, but that's just me, um, and I think it's sneakier. I understand the logic in the pelp here, right? It, it, pelp is meant to save you. That's what it's there for. Um, and it's funny because they run backstaver over running um, Juno, which is your favorite. So yeah, really good. All right, the last list is by Therolin, and That's so it, cool. I love this it list. is uh, a silencer list with Kylo. It's not just any silencer. It'd be Kylo with Malice and Proton Torpedoes, because why not? Because you can definitely definitely do some dirty work there. Oh, can you, you can just Malice your Proton Torpedo, have a couple mm -hmm. of crits in there, and then you get to turn your get your force back after you're shooting dirty. Um, Malaris with clusters. Uh, then we have DT798 with advanced optics, fanatical, Scorch with advanced optics, fanatical, and Predator, which is insanely interesting to me over Prowl Tradition. Um, 
I've, I've not seen that before, but I'm sure it probably works out in Scorch's benefit more than one time. And then we have Captain Phasma, an SF here, with Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer FCS and Special Forces Gunner because Captain Phasma is amazing here. Just <laughs> really good. Um, especially, oh, I just love Captain Phasma so much. We used to, me and Matt used to run her all the time. That was just, like, I even have a little Lego Captain Phasma piece. But can't do that anymore, I guess, at Worlds. Anyway, so I like this list too. I actually, um, I actually would probably run a version of this. Um, to be honest with you, you, this this list has two really decent heavy hitters and then three medium hitters. And essentially, the idea of this list is one million percent offense. That's what it is. It's just saying here, I'm going to take focuses and I'm going to just murder you. So, those were the top two teams we will move on to the next ones the next one is hextile gaming with matt carrie tyler tibbet and mark and i don't remember mark's last name off the top of my head you can see some similarities here um matt carrie and i uh, jj go ahead and run down matt carrie's list uh, yeah, so this one here uh, definitely is a little more offensive-minded here. You got Darth Vader, uh, Battle Yavin version with Mauler and Backstabber as well. Halbrunner uh, making a return here with Shield Upgrade and Iden Versial as well. Um, this one here makes me think that these ties fly in a tighter formation. Um, I think you can actually probably set these up in a four, like in a box, like, a, like two and two. And you have pretty much all the mods you need for all those ships there. Um, Wall and Backstabber being those three die uh, guns uh, that will have the uh, the rerolls with How Runner, uh, which is really good. And if you go after How Runner, you got Iden Versio to back it up, um, and you have a shield upgrade. So you have a lot of work to do to try to take out these Initiative Five ties. And then Vader, of course, being that hammer, just being able to come in from the side. You can either try to engage Vader, or you have to ignore Vader to try to take out those ties. Uh, definitely a lot of choices to be made. Yeah, each one of these ships has an extra health. These are all four health TIE fighters, and then Vader, the boy version, has an extra shield baked in right there. So that's just a lot. The chew through and the shield upgrade makes it so you don't have to burn your Iden charge on just like one crit. It's, it's, ugh. Just, I would, yeah, I would definitely do like a box formation and like have Vader off yep. wherever. Or just next to it. Who cares? Like you're just, it's a lot of offense. Yeah, this is uh, this to me. This is an alpha strikey list. That's what this is. This is. I know that there's zero munitions, but I mean, Vader is three to four hits consistently. Mauler is typically three hits consistently, almost always. Um, and now you're adding Hell Runner in, where you're just getting rerolls. So now, now, now you're getting rerolls for your offense. So it just makes everything insanely consistent. Um. And obviously the shield upgrades is basically him saying, I don't want either of these two ships to die. So if you target Hellrunner, you essentially have to burn through the four health. And then on top of burning through the four health, you have to burn through the Iden charge it's on top of that. Um, and it's the same with Iden. You want to burn through Iden. Iden's the worst one out of that whole list. And she's there to just to keep you alive. It's so. beefy for what that kind of list is. Yeah, so very yeah, cool absolutely. list. Um, definitely something that we 
have not seen um specifically with the howl runner in it um usually that is reserved for vizier but i could see i could see how in this list it would do very well especially if you put um i i especially if you you, you don't have to go through a million objectives for it right so let's move on to the resistance list um mark is running kaz in the fireball uh with heroic r1j5 ftc advanced slam targeting computer and the title then we have an appearance of covenel which is a little surprising but we've seen it before um and covenel is essentially r4 and leia and marksmanship and i'll remember leia doesn't work on stops anymore so um there's that whole thing and then you have Lumi, or I'm sorry, Lulu, Lumi, Lulu. You have, man. Could you imagine if we had Lumi? No, I'd be terrified. No, I don't want that. No, thank you. <laughs> no, going against Kaz and Lumi's backing him up. No. <laughs> and we have Lulu with Predator Shield upgrade and heroic, and then we have Poe Falcon with composure. Cause, sure, trick shot. Novice Technician, FTC, Ray, Engine Upgrade, and Ray's Millennium Falcon. And I think we covered this last week. Mark must have played. It must have been something that showed up last week as something. Because I think we had this exact same conversation last week. Like, you could trade out Composure and Trickshot for Notorious. <laughs> just just, that's just a simple five-point change. Um, but obviously, Mark's done very well uh, with this list and and maybe there's something we don't know about composure that someday we'll all mysteriously learn nope. i don't know nope it's you have one point left over you're not gonna bullseye anyone i guess i guess I, so i like this list because i really love falcon poe but man kova is is, is a weird yeah because when, when you only fin, have four ships pods. Yeah, I mean, you could split Kova into Finn and and uh, BB-8 if you wanted to. But it's just, uh, I don't know, I don't like Kova when all my other ships are flanking, basically. Yeah. Or ZZ. And like, I, I guess, what is the Leia just supposed to be for the weird turns you want to sloop? Or um, or it's got to just be for the, the turns you want to sloop? Or do something crazy with Lulu or or Kaz. Like it, it's got to be something like that. Well, so, you could do the reverses on Kova with with Leia. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'm. You just took sixteen points to not take a stress to go backwards. Well, you get the bonus die with Kova's ability too, but it's it's very useful. Like I, I played Kova for a little bit uh, in 2.0, and I enjoyed that. It's just not when I don't have like things that are jousting. I think that's the biggest problem. But also, I'm not type 4 in Kyber Cup, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, you can also do a um, a slam action, or rather, you could do like a three-talent a three talent roll, make it white on on Kaz, and then slam into like a three-hard. Um, like that, that's a, a potential use there as well. Okay, that makes more sense, but to do that with Kaz, are you going to take a five-point ship with a 16 point load of loadout just for that? I, I don't know. I mean, you can always not use the force and just use it as a passive mod as well. That's I mean, true. It's just it's just there for that emergency, right? Yeah. It's also a purple coordinate. 
you can get an extra action out of it if you don't want to use it for Leia's inherent force ability. True. That is true. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, I, I guess that obviously it, it may cut. It, it, it's. I won't say it's a bad, you know, a bad list. I just, it's weird for me with Covenel. But I mean, I guess we had, what was it? Was it Gen Con? Or was it, it wasn't Gen Con. What was the one after Gen Con? PAX? Nova. Nova. Somebody, uh, the, well, somebody did use Covenel very, like, like in May Top Cut with it too. So um, I could see it having its uses. Covenel does hit hard. Like Covenel can definitely hit hard. But it's just, I feel like that's just the first thing you go after in that list. And that's rough giving up five points like that. Well, and I think that's why if they do that, you leave Poe to basically come in and, and murder you. That's what you're doing. But again, if you had Notorious on Poe, maybe it would be different. I don't know. More incentive not to shoot. Yeah. More I mean, incentive Desi not does, to shoot Poe. Desi does bring up a point for composure on Poe. You could attempt to, like, unscramble, try to claim that objective, and you're too far uh, and failed your action, then you can at least get a focus on Poe. Like, that's it's a corner case. I guess there is a use for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Kova, doesn't the ability also work on defense as well? Like, you would roll uh, two. Yeah. Green, yes. Right. I mean, hey, that's a three attack, two defensive, eight health ship um, with a force backing it up. Uh, I, I think that's kind of hard to take down for the class. I think you have an easier time with like cats, honestly. I don't know. Uh, have you ever played I against a Kova? Yeah, that thing dies real fast, even with the extra agility. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I, I I think it is. I think that I think you're right. I think that's a point strap is what that is. So if they if they do go after it, you just converge on people going after Covenel. So that's, she's that's, super I'm good in assault. I'm assuming that yeah, she's very good. Yeah, get a triangle set up and just go boop. I'm just gonna sit yep, here. Just gonna or, reverse one bank, reverse one bank, and just be that the whole game. Yep, I'll take my three points each time. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so dirty. Oh, so dirty. All right, <laughs> let's go on to the next one before we spend too long. Um, the last one we have is by Tyler. Alex, you want to read off Tyler's list? Yes, this is a Republic list. With, I'm pretty sure we've covered something very similar to this before. It's a SOC Kickback, SOC Contrail, SOC Click, SOC Wolf, SOC Jag, and Stub with a Shield Upgrade. We've seen that at other tournaments before, and it can still do well. It's a lot of uh, a lot of offense. Yeah, this Focus is my favorite nice. Republic list right here, right now. But that's because it resembles a little bit like CIS, just probably better because you have more green dice. I'd, I'd still swap out Contrail for normal build drone Contrail because dedicated is super super good. Sure. And same with click. You could technically do it with click too. You could really have it with both of them if you want. Yeah, really good salad list. I like it a lot. Oh, I th I don't think this is a salad list, JJ. This list is a beef list. This list is the list that doesn't die. This is not salad. So, a, a six ship salad list. So I, I kind of disagree because a really good shot into kickback or contro and it's gone immediately. A beef list, there's a lot of hole to chew through. 
um, which you can wolf jank and I mean stub maybe, but he's still, you know, that's still five health. Um, it, it it just requires number one, you got to have the mods for it, right, to back up the beef because of their ability with the um, form for this ability and click as well. But once that's gone and they don't have any tokens, I think they die fairly faster than a regular beefless would. That that's just my opinion, though. Now hear me out. What if we took Wolf and turned it into SOC Obi-Wan and then took Jab and Stub and combined it together into 7B Anakin? <laughs> then you have a totally different list. <laughs> yes, but that list is terrifying and real well. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Trust me. I know. But, you know, so is uh, Tyler Giebelhausen's list over here. So I wonder what the kind of matchups... Because I that's a terrifying list to go against if you are a three ship scum list. Just from experience, like arcs and just consistent shots really eat away at like the three die or the three um, ship lists. Yeah, I don't know. Like the problem, I again, what I have with this list is this has this has a a control feel to it with the ion bombs. And then on top of it, it has a B feel to it. I, I don't feel this is very salady, but that's just me. Maybe we'll maybe we can look up the de definitions if we want. How about that? But it has actually, croutons, I get it, but it's still a salad, buddy. <laughs> okay, well we we'll pull up the list or we'll pull up the things and we'll go through that in a minute. I obviously but I can't actually, get it asking up because I have to do all the work here. It seems <laughs> change contrail into something with dedicated. Well, then it's even worse. <laughs> no, no. You have more consistent defense because you get to re-roll blanks. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's even worse. It never dies then. Right. Contrail could just be build your own Contrail, and stuff could be like Z95 Hog, which I've done before, which you could put on dedicated and like a shield upgrade. I think Desi uh, made uh, made the correct comparison. It's actually a steak salad. That's what it is. So. A steak salad? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right, well, let's move on to the sexy gonk droids. JJ, oh, which list do you want to go through? Uh, I'll go over the uh, the resistance one here. I think um, so. We will start with that one here. So we got um, we got the white C thirteen hundred Poe Dameron here with trick shot heroic C three PO Ray and the title. I think that's actually probably the definitive version. I, I like that version a lot. Um, followed by two pods, we have BB-8 with automated targeting priority and Han Solo, Finn with heroic elusive perceptive co-pilot, and Jared Yeager in the fireball with heroic marksmanship, mag pulse missiles, uh, targeting computer, munitions failsafe in the title, and then ZZ in the RZ-1 or RZ-2 making a comeback here with heroic proton torpedoes and events optics, super accurate um, with, uh, with ZZ there just being able to um to use those events optics for um for that conversion there um it definitely has a high spike value i mean you got uh Poe Dameron there with trick shot c3po and ray being able to be very accurate around the board um and i i would figure that you would probably put this as in like a kiting maneuver going around the edges taking shots as you can um inflicting that that big damage from the beginning and then cz being able to um hunt down the stragglers to go there and then you got bb8 and finn being able to 
contest objectives if they need to, along with Jarek at I5. Um, this list is probably very, very strong at Scramble, uh, being able to claim those objectives and still have a lot of offense left over. It's, uh, it's very good. All right. Alex, you're up. I'm trying to figure out if we played these guys before, because I feel like... Oh, no, we didn't. Hmm. Because I played something very similar to that resistance list. That's why I was just curious. Also, JD, why do you think that is the definitive Poe build? I am curious on that. Well, with Poe's ability to boost or ignore obstacles uh, upon movement, um, being able to have um, passive mods both in heroic uh, on defense, you know, if you're if you're shooting obstructed, having that ability to reload those dice gives it a little bit of that defensive uh, like mods. Uh, trick shot obviously Poe wants to uh, use his ability as much as he can to go around obstacles and ignore obstacles and hopefully take advantage of that um, and then um, having raid for that blank conversion is really good and if you're in a good spot already and you don't need to take that boost action c3po uh, giving those double calculates um, two calculates is actually better than a focus result in general um, for um, for modifying your attack dice and I think that he's going to have very, very consistent attacks um, for his uh, for his role. And even if he needs to take an objective at I six, he has plenty of actions to do so. So I think this is probably the the more offensively balanced version of of Poe Dameron. I, I I see your I see your point in that. <clears throat> and I don't disagree. I think it's a playstyle thing a little bit. I don't feel it's definitive, though. I will definitely tell you I don't feel that's definitive. But maybe it is for that playstyle, right? I don't like the trick shot piece of it as much because turn zero can screw you up a lot more than and force you to go. Your opponent can force you to go if you want your trick shot shots more often. And I... I'm again, maybe I'm just on the notorious to train too often here, but I'm in, I don't care for heroic on Poe and I like notorious a lot better, but that's just me. Um, I do see the value in C3PO though. I mean, C3PO is, <clears throat> has been really good. I, I, again, I just, I don't like the C3PO coordinate piece of it, but I guess if you're not getting shot at by anybody or you don't need the mod, right? C3PO could be really good for that. Not as good as the Republic received through video, though. That one is totes my goats. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, when I play Falcon Poe, I do target lock a lot more, so I wouldn't do something like take the, the calculates or whatever with C3PO. I just find that the target lock and then the reroll and Ray, you're getting really consistent shots. But, you know... I could see why it'd be done. I mean, still an I six coordinate, and that sets up something like yeah. ZZ to target lock and boost or whatever to get to the rocket range, or Jarek to get a double modded mag pulse, which is never anything you want to see. No. Nope. So. All right. Okay, I'll go over surf's list. It's a republic list. We're gonna go from the bottom up to make it dramatic. SOC Kickback, SOC Contrail, SOC Wolf, SOC Jag, and Y-Wing Anakin. Y-Wing Anakin, baby. <laughs> it's almost like they heard your old comment and then said, nope, we're going with the B-Wing. 
<laughs> the white one, brother. Yeah, and they got proton torpedoes on Anakin, proton bombs. You got a dorsal and veteran turret gunner, which is real interesting to me because those things, they have a one-two straight. <laughs> That's the only blue maneuvers. Well, I mean, Anakin's ability, right? If he gets close, he could just take take the stress off, right? If he gets stressed. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but then you're not taking I mean, the proton You don't want torpedo. to intentionally do that, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you spend the four, so you can take the lock, and then you have two for proton torpedoes. I just... The veteran turret gunner is interesting to me. I wonder if he's just, like, putting that forward and double-tapping people, or if he's, like, trying to yeah, skate... I I definitely would, right? Because if you're too close for missiles, uh, while it's a Top Gun reference, um, you got uh, two three-dice shots coming out the front, and you have force to back you up. Um, yep. That's that's pretty good. And you're not really using that force for defense, because they only got one die. So. Yep, then you can drop your bombs in 4K and do it all over again. You just like go up and down the board like a defense, like a defender. This is the beginning of Vader Defender, folks. That's what this is. <laughs> this is the original Vader Defender. This is before he was corrupted. You know what? I bet I'd be pretty good with Y Wing Anakin solely because of how many times I bullseye thing off 4K with Oddball. And I can just clear the stress. Doesn't matter. Bullseye Range Street, clear the stress, take the target lock, proton <laughs> torpedo. I'm just saying nine points. I'm just saying, and, and if you think about it, think about it, Alex. You can, you can, if you get the 4K, you get to get rid of your stress. You get your target lock, and then you have a ship right in front of you. You shoot your proton torpedo, then you double tap out the front with your dorsal turret. Yeah. I you mean, if you just have the person at range too, it works too. Yeah, yeah. I, it's and you get to turn down a crit for the plated. Oh, yep, plated and, and the plated hull. Yeah. Yep, you could and you could drop the bomb too. Before you 4K, I don't yep. know. I like I like it. I think it's cool. I I would I agree with you on the 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 contrail. I would at least change contrail on this one if it were me. But um, that kickback is hard because you get that extra health, and you get the evade, and you get the missiles if you ever ever decide to use missiles. I I you know how many kickbacks I've seen use missiles? Almost none. Everybody just wants the evade. That's really sad. You know what you can do. Is put on build your own contrail with sync console. Yes. Go down to seismic charges on Anakin with sync console, and then pass that off to like contrail, who's next to kickback, who can pass it off to him. While shooting next to Jag, who then gets a target lock for Wolf to spend, who gets it back, and then also you can sync console back to wherever else you want. But you Fair can't enough. do that in this. So, oh well, not in these upgrades. Yeah. Greg coming in saying the lists are cowardly. Greg, you are absolutely right because that's that is precursor Vader Defender, folks. That's what that is. Somehow Vader Defender is like three points more, and you get no bombs. I I think we should we should give bomb slots to Vader Defenders and maybe make them lower in points. Yep, perfect. And there goes all the viewers. <laughs> All right, the last list is not me, so don't think it is. The last list is Chris, and I don't remember his last name either because uh, I was tired. It's not me. Trust me. I tried to run Little. Empire, and JJ told me I couldn't. So, um, It's Boy Vader and Aiden with an elusive and Ion Cannon, Mauler, Backstabber, 
Um, boys and Vizier with Pelp. We've already seen this type of a list uh, more than one time. Yeah, it's like it's already in the finals. Just different yeah. person. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So that kind of like, so that concludes our discussion like on Kyber Cut stuff, right? You know, like so that's you, you, if we're we're talking about what is Kyber Cup, what is it going to be? Um, we got one week left, and then after one week, we got a whole bunch of worlds prepping discussions, right? Because that's what everybody's going to be talking about with three weeks to go. Um, so tonight, the reason I wanted to cover that was because to me world's prep if you're going to worlds is important if you're not no big deal right um we'll have fun for you jj don't worry and um what hey you could still go and have fun greg is not playing even in the last chance qualifier and he's going you could hang out with all of us it would still be fun you could make the drive if you really wanted to you didn't. You don't even have to fly if you don't want to. That's a long drive, bro. <laughs> Thirteen hours. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. I don't think that's that long. How long? How long? How long is that? That's not even a full day. Yeah. Now everyone can tell that we're from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> well. Why don't you see if any of the other boys uh, from Crate Cup are going? Maybe you catch a ride with some of them. There you go. See? That's you can awesome. still come. You can still come. There. Look. Greg and Desi are going to go. You can see if they'll pick you up, swing through halfway. And no. Just come to my house. That's halfway there. And then we just go from there. Yeah. I mean, if you come in, you could come in. We will... We you could ride with me if you want to come in. You flying in the Indianapolis area, whatever's cheaper. Detroit's probably cheaper actually, to be honest with you. Unless you can get a straight shot into Chicago, that's super cheap. Then you take a flight yeah. from Detroit to Chicago and get there like fifteen minutes after you left. That's real fun. <laughs> well, that's that's going to wrap this too for you. Or Ohio, there you go. Fly into Ohio. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Want, I wouldn't go into Ohio. Yeah, nobody wants to go to Ohio, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Ohio's not for me. I was born in Ohio, though. Just if you didn't know that. No, I'm sorry. So, I was born in Springfield, Ohio. I hear the train system in Ohio is not the best right now. <laughs> no, it's not. I would never. <laughs> hey, we had a train crash like a week later in Detroit. Okay. <laughs> Did you have? Did we have toxic chemical spills? No, no. They they go. made sure to point out that there was no toxic chemicals <laughs> that were released actually, into the environment of the Detroit one. Actually, there was. There was a, a few bottles of Mountain Dew that leaked. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's Fago, man. It's Fago. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Are you not from Michigan? You Moon don't know mist. About Michigan. Moon mist. Yeah, baby. Fago's version of Mountain Dew. They've had three in two months. That's crazy. All right, so let's talk some world prep. And I bet you neither of the boys prepped for for this one, but I feel it's a pretty simple conversation, right? We can openly discuss a couple of different things, right? What I wanted to do is I wanted to talk um, a couple about a couple of different things for worlds, right? Like let's talk a little bit about what is your idea on how you should prep for your your list, right? 
what are some of the lists that we're possibly going to see? And that's kind of what we went through, right? The reason I want to go through Kyber Cup is because these have been the baseline of the list that we feel we're going to see. So we're going to see, obviously, like Boy Vader. Uh, that's going to be up there. Um, and stuff like that. So boy, those boys are not prepped. Those boys are broken. Um, hence why they're in play. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm being salty now. Um, yeah, you take a three-point tie that gets a free shield upgrade for three points. Super smart. Um, anyway, so we, wa we want to talk about world's prep. And, and, and again, to me, like I think there's a couple of different ways, like I said, we can approach this. You can kind of talk about how do you want to prepare your list, what you want to fly, and different things like that. So, so what I want to do is let's go around the room first. So we're going to kind of break this down in succession before we talk lists and, and what you should be practicing against. What is your number one thing that you feel you should be doing to get ready for Worlds? Well, for me, I, I'll talk about the, the the mental part of preparation for the for Worlds, right? So um, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like getting your mindset ready for that, whether you've already have your Worlds ticket or if you're trying to go for the last chance qualifier um, to get into Worlds there. Uh, from there and just kind of have that mindset of preparing for worlds right this is going to be a big tournament um, this is where you can find all the players worldwide coming and gathering to come in and compete for this particular event or at least try to qualify for the event for the lcq and you got to be ready for it right it's going to be definitely a strenuous um, tournament especially if you're if you, you do manage to qualify uh, five rounds in person is not an easy task um, you got to be mentally prepared to make decisions constantly on your list um especially the more ships you have the more decisions you have to make um so you have to make sure that your mind is up for the task because uh, you might be you know fresh and, and ready mentally for those first two games but once you start getting to game four or game five that's a very long game having a, a lot of or very big list with a lot of complicated triggers if you're not ready for that that's going to be uh, very taxing for you um, and you're going to end up either forgetting triggers or doing misplays or mixing up files and that could end up negatively affecting you when you're playing your match for that round. Um, the other part of it too is taking a look at your list and you know depending on your mindset for it some people are a little more competitive than others um, in terms of how serious they take the tournament prep. Others are there to have a, a good time and meet their neither mindset is wrong um, because ultimately what you want to do is have fun at the worlds, right? You're meeting a bunch of people there that you may have only seen uh, through various other events or talk with them on discord. Um, but you want to, um, you want to mentally prepare to, to be there to compete, right? If you're, if your purpose is to be part of worlds and possibly make cut, you want to make sure that you have the mindset of this is my list. I understand that this plays to my play style, how I prefer to play and understand those triggers and see how it fares versus some of the more meta lists that we've been seeing in some of these tournaments. All right. Alex, what is the number one thing to do to prep for Worlds? Uh, you got to play your list. <laughs> I don't get a lot of practice in ever, so I just got to... Tell my opponent, you know, one of my friends or whatever, just like, hey, fly this monstrous, probably meta list that's going to be there. And I'm going to try to play against it, see if I can 
analyze any weird quirks on my list compared to theirs, any just get experience in there because I uh, I'm actually really good with remembering triggers and stuff like that. Just because I play stupid Republic stuff, that's all triggers. So <laughs> as long as uh, I nailed that skill down, I just gotta just practice, practice against other medalists. All right. For me, um, for me, the big thing, how about this? The big thing for me is probably weird and a lot different than everybody else. Um, for me, it is your attitude. And I will say that because I have a tendency to become tilted um, quicker in a game probably than other people do. And that doesn't always mean the game's over with. And the biggest thing for me is is understanding that what's the probability, right, that I'm going to be one out of 180 people, one of the eight out of 180 people who probably don't play as often as uh, somebody else does. So, for example, the Krispies of the world probably get 50 games a week in, it seems. Like that guy's always playing games. I do not get that many games in. I typically could get five or six games in a week, and I feel good oh. when I get that many. Um uh locals helps with that you know we get to we get two in-person games a week does really help with that um and jj typically will play me on mute at least once or twice during the week so i get some of that feel as well um but for me the big thing is 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 understanding where you are how you can achieve your base set goal so my goal is to get into the lcq right is to get into the first day of worlds that is my ultimate goal is to get into the first day of worlds that is the goal i've set for myself if i exceed that i will be ecstatic if i don't i will count myself ready to go get shit faced with greg that's my goal that's my other the other part of my attitude is is i'm here to hang out with other people people from the show people from you know around the world that i've never gotten to hang out with before right like i don't think alex and i have ever actually gone out and had a beer together though i don't drink beer but We've never actually sat down and had a beer together. Well, you know what? We did at Rust Cup. We did do that for Rust Cup, I guess. So we did have pseudo yeah, beer together. Like 25 other people joined too. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so for me, my attitude is, is do not get tilted at my dice. Do not get gloaty about my dice. And do not end the game when somebody almost one rounds my Grievous. Especially when you could come back and almost win the game on the last shot of the game with two ships left. So do not, <laughs> do not get, lose that. Because for me, that's where the, the game stops becoming fun. So, all right. So what is the next piece I think that we want to talk about, right? You know, so we talk about what's the number one thing to prep for worlds. I think maybe we could spend a few minutes to talk about, you know, understanding the day of right you know so like you're gonna have um or the days you're playing what to do on i think and i think a lot of people cover this but on the days you are playing right because obviously it's gonna be a lot different it's gonna be uh you're <laughs> it's not gonna be the same 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 thing you're not like jj and i went to adepticon last year right and halfway through the one tournament we said we're going to get, uh, what's that hot dog place that's really famous out there? Oh, uh, no, um, 
Oh my gosh, part of part of. Portobello's. Port, port, yeah, Portillo's. 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 Not Portobello's. Yeah. The Portobello mushrooms are amazing, folks. Um, so Portillo's, right? And so the best part about that, right, is that we're in the middle of it, and we're just like, fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna DoorDash this, and it took so long to get there. We had missed lunch and gone into the whole, a whole nother game, and then I had to finish playing the game before I could even eat my food. So on the day you're playing JJ, what what is you know what 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 do you do to try to ensure that you're going to be healthy, yeah. hydrated, and all of that? Yeah, get with the game plan. Um, if you're if you're not sure how the day is going to play out, ask the tournament organizer, especially when you're doing the check in. Um, I know last year when we did a Depticon, uh, Dion and the gang were there um, signing everybody in. They answered any questions right there. They were very good at communicating how the day was going to be going to be structured in terms of like breaks and uh, how many rounds they're going to play for that day. Uh, so plan accordingly. Um, if you're if you can't remember it mentally, you know, use your phone. Uh, set reminders for you to um, take appropriate bathroom breaks. Make sure you have plenty of water there because um, when you're wearing the heat of the moment, you know, after a few rounds, um, just the, the perspiration, you know, your body, you know, uh, getting sweaty and stuff, you can get dehydrated very easily, uh, which can, you know, affect your mental state on when you're doing your games there. So definitely make sure you have your supplies ready for you to have the, the food that you need. Um, if you need to regularly to have water regularly so that we can hydrate as you're playing the game and set up, uh, you know, bring snacks with you, you know, and do that while you're in the breaks between games. And just be in mind, you know, if you're going to Adepticon, um, there are not a lot of places around there uh, readily available for you to go out and grab something to eat. Um, there is hotel food. Um, if that's a little bit out of your budget, definitely planning to bring snacks with you in the bag um, can help you if you're if you're on a budget. Um, we can tell you, you know, in our experience, the hotel food was not the best. Um, <laughs> it was definitely a lot of bread, uh, which can make you very, very thirsty, which in, in turn also makes you need to use the restroom later on. Um, so, yeah, definitely planning that ahead is is definitely a big part of your experience there at Adopticon. How about you, Alex? Oh, man, I don't <laughs> I don't really do anything special. Um I could one Cody. Cody has a specific method method he uses for tournaments. I can tell you that he's either got to be very hungover or also currently drinking. <laughs> In between rounds, he drinks, <laughs> loosens them up, keeps them focused. I don't. I try not to do a lot of like caffeine and stuff because that gets me jittery, and then I make poor decisions because I'm thinking too fast, and then I knock a whole bunch of ships over. Yeah. I was gonna say the range checks and you're jittery and you knock stuff over. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> try to keep it relatively uh, stable with my caffeine intake and and food in general. I don't know. I'm like a camel, anyways. I don't like go to the bathroom frequently, so it was just kind of uh, take it as you leave it. Actually, actually, the more I need to pee, the generally the better I do at X Wing, just because I'm like I need that in this game right now. I'm gonna take some ballsy plays and hurry up and get to the bathroom so that might be a superpower too all right i'm gonna put that down as hold your pee <laughs> yeah i was not the person to ask about any of this i don't do anything on the day of i come in there i could be hung over i could be two hours asleep it's just whatever 
So Doesn't I will say, as somebody who does not sleep at night, I have a very hard time um, with these early morning tournaments. They are like when we did the thing at Eternal and it was at noon. That was great. I was able to like do whatever I wanted the night before, sleep until ten, have my morning shower, my morning bathroom break. I got to eat like a lunch because I hate breakfast and think breakfast food is disgusting. Um, you know, so like for me, it was it, it's a little bit different. For me, the big thing is, and and I will say, bring like I don't want to call them supplement packets, but like I bring the Propel that has the stuff that's like Gatorade but with no sugar. So it's like the it's a powder pack that has whatever those hydration things in them is electrolytes. I, yes, there you go, electrolytes. Yeah. Um, and I add that to my water. And I will tell you, yes, I pee a lot to begin with, and some of it's because of the blood pressure medication I'm on. Um, it does not help that, and I drink a lot of fluid because of that. But I found that the electrolytes help me feel better, especially by round three when I want to break out the shots. <clears throat> then I just have the water next to me with the hydration, and I can do the shot, drink the water, do the shot, drink the water, whatever you want to do. If you don't drink... Um, it's Chicago Green's legal, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do that between rounds. I don't, because then I stop caring about the game. Yeah, like, rough. like <laughs> at that point, then it's just kind of like, huh? Oh, I bumped the ship. Let's just roll some dice. That's cool, man. Yeah, and and for those that like to stay out, just keep in mind that if they do this year what they did last year, uh, they the final day uh, where they do like the top cut. Um, that is a very early day and it's also a very short day. They started last year at what 7 30 in the morning. We had to be there, um, for us to like uh do the player count before they started like at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, I remember that was a really like it felt like a long day, yeah. Also, to yeah. like show my complete lack of <laughs> planning out my day and everything, I went to that tournament that Tanner went to. I had a wedding the day before in Chicago. And I drove in from Chicago, losing an hour going in there, and still came in second. So I'm I'm not a good person for any of this. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, what else, you guys? JJ, what else do you want to talk about for Worlds Prep? Um, I think we should start going into the list-building aspect of it, right? Um, So planning your list, right? Um, for me personally, when it comes to deciding on the list, um, I have a pretty easy method for myself. Um, what I do for me, since I play every faction, um, I basically do, uh, I have it on a rotating schedule for myself, right? Like for certain months I'll run scum, then I'll go to CIS and then I'll go to empire, which is where I'm at now. And then after this, I'm probably going to do first order. Um, so in my case, that makes my selection process easy because I've already selected a schedule ahead of time for what faction I'm going to play. If you don't know what faction you're going to play, um, my suggestion, get random games as much as you can. Um, there's always a lot of players looking for games, either through the main Discord or through GSP um, or through Nickel City. Uh, people always looking to get practice games in and try out a list try out a a list that you may have not thought of before even in a different faction to get a feel for it the whole point is trying to see what your comfort level is if you know that then you can easily narrow it down to an archetype and if you've been following us we've been talking about different archetypes and how they're composed and try out those different archetypes and try to see what fits your play style if you'd like salad lists which has a little bit of everything 
um, or if you're looking really beefy ships that have a lot of health and a lot of different mods options and stuff, um, make that a wheelhouse. And once you get into that point, then you start streamlining it, right? You want to make that list as efficient as possible according to your playstyle. You want to be able to um, remember your triggers instinctively, right? You Once you get enough reps in, you know when your triggers are going to happen. It's a little harder to do that when you're going in between lists uh, constantly and you don't get enough reps in. That's when you tend to forget your triggers. That's when you um, kind of misplay your ships because you believe you had certain loadouts when you switched over to a new loadout. Um, so trying to get that time accordingly is also very key when you're trying to make that selection process for uh, your list selection. Alex? I like to do a lot of research into other tournaments to kind of see what list might show up. Kind of see if I can see like a common factor in there. And look at my list and be like, is my list survivable enough to, you know, live through a game of the six ship FO, for example, or Vader and the boys? You know, can I list, can I go through the Django Dirge Grievous 404 list and kind of work on there? And if I'm playing some sort of janky list, I'm just like, do I actually want to do this? Do I think this is good enough? Or should I go on to a, a different list and then adjust it to my playstyle kind of thing? Which is what I'm doing for this world. I am not flying Republic Jank. That's like a first. Uh, for me, for list building, mine is a little bit different because I have list apprehension um, and faction apprehension. Um, on a high a high rate, like it's insane. Um, I could tell you I will be running CIS for worlds. Um, <clears throat> that's what I will be running. I couldn't tell you the specific list because I have list apprehension <laughs> and I've been running multiple different CIS lists um, out there. So I've been I have bombers vultures and grievous i have the grievous dirge Django 404 which is identical to the list that we've really <clears throat> i've been running since the beginning of the summer which is Django, a bomber two droids and grievous so it's almost the same bloody list um you know so i have you know those oh and then i've been running that uh two out maneuver ship cis list which is Completely off meta it, with two tri fighters, um, and does fifty fifty for me. So um, there you go. Anyway, so for me, the big thing is is understanding if you have list apprehension and making sure you per prep yourself for that. So I know I have that, and I have had to tell people to tell me to stick with what I know. So. JJ tells me at least three times a week to shut the fuck up and just play your CIS list and stop trying to play Empire, which is what I really want to swerve to or FO because I feel those are stronger to some extent in some way, shape, or form, you know, because they're easier button pusher lists. That's what they are. Um, you know, and so, so that's. I, I, I kind of want to like 
elaborate on that a little bit more, right? Um, sure. Because, you know, we, we've had definitely many conversations about, like, you know, setting up, your, like, making your decision on, like, what list you want to do, right? Um, you know, th there comes a point, especially when you've been playing a list for a while, where you become uncertain if that's a list that you want to spend your time with. And um, if you think that the list, in your, in your perception, if it's a good list, right? Um, it, it's definitely very difficult um, to give up a list that you're comfortable with, or at least an archetype that you're comfortable with. Um, but at the same time, I think the biggest part of that is identifying what the weakness is in that list, right? Especially when you're facing off against a different archetype or a different list um, in another faction that you feel that you have a weakness to, right? Like what, what a hard counter is to your particular list. And then at least what I've done for, for myself um, when I've played uh, Rebels, for instance, um, my, my biggest, uh, my best uh, Rebel list that I've had was a, uh, a Wedge, Braylon, Jake, and Thane. Um, and that was back in 2.0 days. Uh, my my biggest weakness at the time was swarms, right? Because swarms could easily divide my forces and, and shoot them apart. So what I did for myself was first understand what those lists can do. So what I would do is for every three games I would play in my list, I would take a version of a swarm and play that just so I could understand the mechanics of it and see the setup for it and try to mimic what I've seen from my opponents. So that way I can understand what its strengths are. So that way I can formulate my own tactics against it with my list. And that's given me pretty good success for it. Um, it's a little harder to do if you don't have the time for it. Um, but definitely identifying that weakness in your list can probably change your perception on your list. Um, if, if you have this apprehension for it. And um, hopefully make you feel better about your decision for that list. Yeah. And I think that's where... <clears throat> when I played in the, when we played over in the uh, the east side and we played a tournament a couple weeks ago for three rounds, and when you have Volan on two turns, now one of them still your fault for uh, still my fault for letting Anakin get range one of Volan and throw four red dice. But when you roll three blanks and you can't mod, you can't do anything. You just even if you had an elusive, it's still a you know a fifty fifty, and you just lose one ship automatically with one shot. Like that's when you go, okay, how do you either fix that part of the list through flying, or is it even possible because of the way that a lot of the lists are structured and built now? You know, and I think that's the bigger piece of it. Django doesn't have that. Anakin doesn't have that. That's why you see a lot of like high initiative lists and stuff like that do really well um but i think understanding your list apprehension and making a decision so on my side of it <clears throat> um for me it, it comes down to understanding like i know i have apprehension um i want that's why i set a lower goal for myself so that i would have less apprehension hopefully um and it makes me feel a little bit more at ease if i could just go three and two each day and you know, just be I, I could just be happy with where I'm at then. Um and then I don't have to feel the pressure to run a super competitive Vader list because it seems Vader's the top competitor. Um the other piece of uh, on list building is you have to at least fly 
one ship that you like. If you don't fly a ship you like or that you really like to fly, you're going to have a bad time. I don't I don't care what anyone says. That's to me that's like the, if I ran 8 vultures, I would not have a good time. Period. Even if I won, I would have a very unhealthy or unhappy time flying 8 vultures around the board and watching them either my dice work or my dice not work and them just getting picked off one at a time. So Vultures and Grievous still have a good time because it's got Grievous in it, baby. We know at least Grievous won't die. Usually. I just give them all the pilot crisps. It's really convenient. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. You know that. Uh, every time I play against them, just pilot crits. Mm-hmm. And you, maybe you're stuck in the deck. Uh, that's, I'm hearing you're cheating is what I'm hearing, Alex. <laughs> that's what I hear is cheating. Yeah, I take my opponent's deck and I arrange it in a way that when they take random damage, it's always pilot crits. No, man. When I play Matt Corsair, every time he has Grievous, every time he never burns through his entire impervium and he hit run like two or three crits. It's just always panic pilot or like blinded. It's always the worst. Put him on Dooku. That's you're right. We could put him on Dooku and he doesn't die. He yeah, regenerates I gave him a blinded, and then I gave him a panicked. And then he just he got nothing you can do. Yeah, I think we just yeah. punch you at that time. That's when the Grievous comes flying across the table, which I told you about that. That happened to be in Destiny once. I had somebody throw a card at me, like literally throw a card at me at the end of the game. I don't know who the hell it was, but... Win by paper cut. The guy who edits our podcast got threatened to be taken out on the the streets by one of his opponents because he did like... It was in 1.0 and he gave him like a Kylo with a rack. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like you want to take this outside and he's like what no it's just a game so what I want to do here is we're going to wrap up uh, the show tonight we're not going to go two hours tonight I've decided I do not want to do a two hour show I am recovering from being sick all last week so I would like to be able to go to bed at a decent hour tonight um, we are going to talk some Mando yes we, we, we will not we will we will not forego Mando, and that will be that will happen right after this. Uh, we'll take like a two second break, and then we'll be right back with Mando. Actually, we don't even need a break at this point. We don't even need a break. I don't have a graphic made, so um. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through, and if anybody has one last thing they want to say about Worlds Prep, we could talk about it. Otherwise, next week what we're gonna do is we're gonna cover um the list you're gonna see, and we'll kind of break down the weaknesses and strengths of that specific you know list so i do not want a million lists guys but your job over the week is to find um three ish lists um whatever you feel are meta staples um post the links in our new do our our doo doo our new doc i'm not even drunk this is ridiculous um our doc and then what we'll do with next week is next week we're going to actually go over like talking through those lists because I think there's some weaknesses to the boys invader and the Ubel list, right? Like if you could kill Ubel pretty quickly, that list to some extent falls apart. Um, if you can get the boys out of position, the list struggles. Um, if you can get Vader blocked. So if they put Vader over here and everybody over here and you can stop Vader from doing Vader things, you just took six points heavy hitter out of that list. Hence why JJ runs um, Vader next to Mauler. That's, that's just so you know, folks. That's exactly why JJ does that. Um, JJ has a Secret different play thing. style than most people. 
But um, that's what we'll do next week is we're going to cover that. But do either of you have anything real quick that you want to add for Worlds Prep? Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up and jump into Mando? Nah, just make sure you uh, research your lists and see what you can do. And above all, no matter what your record is, just go there, have fun. There's so many people there that you'll meet and have a blast with. I know I certainly did last year. Um, enjoy that part of Worlds. Enjoy yourself. Um, after the game and the is over, that's done. Go out, eat, have fun, and enjoy x -Men. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you all. We will not be live next Sunday, but we'll be live Monday or Tuesday, but probably Monday. Um, as of right now, I haven't talked to the guys yet expect, about that. Um, only drink responsibly if you have to drive. If you don't have to drive, don't drink responsibly. And if you win, don't drink responsibly either, so that that way Tanner can also win some games too. Unless I guess you're Cody Wood. Yeah, it only makes them better. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, thank you all for joining us. If you do not know who we are, we're Planning Face Syndicate, and you're welcome to subscribe, follow, like, do whatever to your heart's content um, to support the show. We will be back next Monday with more Planning Face Syndicate.